guys, this is the Pixels Podcast, your guide to the latest video game news and reviews. I'm Sophia Wood and my co-host is Christian Travis. Before we get started, we wanted to give a big thank you to Joe Kim for providing us with the official Pixel Podcast graphic and Co- Colin Ungerleider for the intro and segue music. So, Chris, how Hi, are you Sophia. doing today? I'm doing pretty great. I um we both got over getting sick for like the last few days and Yeah, I'm going to be coughing this entire time i'm literally just i'm surprised i'm even sitting in uh, like up straight but we're like you know we we are staying committed we we just started a project we want to continue to do it and this is exactly what we're doing um anyway but that being said the reason why the podcast it was delayed to today was because we were both sick so please forgive us for that we're going to try to upload every weekend as opposed to monday as in today Anyway, yeah. Do you want to go first, or should I go first? How do you want to do this? Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, um, you started with the intro today, so why don't you start off first with oh, our news? You. Yeah, no problem. Okay, ready? Yeah. I've got a question for you. What's my question? Are you ready for after party? Because I am. Oh, I'm excited for after party. I'm really excited to get to get my hands on that game. So, for those of you who don't know. Uh, After Party is a new game coming October 29th. It's made by Night School Studio, who gave us Oxenfree. And Oxenfree is a fantastic game. I absolutely loved it. Um, This one's going to be coming out on Epic Game Store first, not Stream, which was originally, I think, the rumor that it was going to be on Stream, uh, Steam. But (laughs) it's also going to be out for Xbox and PlayStation. So I looked up at £16 in the UK and $20 for the US, which definitely isn't bad considering. I mean, Oxen Pod- Oxenfree was a pretty, I want to say like a long game, a big game. It was pretty, it, yeah. it was pretty good. So for, if it's going to be similar, £16 or $20 is absolutely a great deal. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm totally looking forward to getting my hands on the game. And like, as you were saying, they, they did develop one game before this. And um, what was it? Oxenfree? Yeah, yeah, have yeah. You played it? I actually haven't played it, but I do oh, intend I on playing it, it um, before After Party comes out if I have the time. But um, I am super excited for this. Um, for those of you who don't know, um, I'm literally just going to touch this barely because I know Sophia wants to explain it more. But basically, two friends die, and then like in order. Oh, to... I have the I have the summary here. Do you want to say the? Summary? Oh my god! Yes, please say I'm the summary. So ready. No, yeah. In cause... After Party, you are Milo and Lola. Recently deceased best buds who suddenly find themselves staring down an eternity in hell. But there's a loophole. Outdrink Satan and, you'll gr- and he'll, he'll grant you re-entry to Earth. You control Milo and Lola with an intelligent conversation system that changes the story and your relationships based on every decision. Uncover the personality quirks of foggy history during the wild events of the night. So, slim docks and free relationships are a big part of the game, it seems like. I'm excited to see how this plays out in this one because in Oxygen Free you were in a you're in like a big crowd. I don't want to spoil it for you, but it's a like yeah, a yeah. big crowd of friends, each with their own different relationships. So you can choose who you spend time with. I chose to spend time with one person, so I really developed that relationship and it changed the ending. Uh-huh. So, but for this one, you're only with one other person, so I don't see how that can change the ending too much. Unless it's going to be like Telltale, where you're you know you're mean to some bartender and you'll get a he will remember that. Oh uh, so, yeah. We might see that, like, maybe you have to build a relationship with Satan, which would be cool. But, yeah, I'm excited to see how this will play out if there's only one person you can talk to. 
Oh yeah, for sure. I'm super. I I'm kind of thinking it's more of um. Sorry, and still have like that foggy brain from being sick. Um, basically, the way I think it might play out is more like that Telltale thing, like you said, because the, yeah. from from the way that the trailers have shown and things have been set up, I think it might have that to do. Like, like the idea that I'm having is like, say you talk to someone and like you have an interaction with them you might have to circle back to that same person later on in the game. And depending on how that interaction went, it would affect how they respond to like your, your need or your request. For yeah. Them. Well, I think especially if you have a guest uh, quest to get out, you're probably looking to make relationships, get them to help you. Maybe, mm-hmm. you know, it, it really, I think we'll have to see. I'm not worried because they did such a good job with Oxen Free, And after what he looks, it looks good. And it looks like they know exactly the best parts of Oxen Free because Oxen Free, it was set in reality. But there was all this weird sci-fi, creepy stuff going on. So it looks like they're really going to bring that back. And yeah, yeah. It just looks amazing. Like the colors look amazing. The characters look amazing. So I'm excited. Oh yeah, me too. I I really can't wait to get my hands on this game. Uh, honestly, like I almost considered reaching out to them to to see if they can supply us with some um early oh my game God. codes. Please. Um, yeah, we could we could talk Probably about not, that later. But please. <laughs> hey, you know what? You never know. Anyway, they're an indie developer too, so they might be more lenient with stuff like that. Are they considered indie? Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, indie. I would consider them indie. Anyway, super into that, super excited for it. Um, I know you are for sure. You you literally like gasped the moment I brought up the game, so I know oh, for because I, f- I love Oxen Free. It is you need to play it because then you'll see why I loved it. Oh yeah, I'm definitely I promise you I will definitely make time to play it at some point. Anyway, um, any other things you wanted to t- talk about involving uh, that game? Um, no, I think just I think I'm just super excited, really. Okay. <laughs> I think it's one of those y- you can't even guess. That's not like like obviously they're gonna make it similar to Oxenfree, but it's not like it's a sequel. Like, we don't we don't know what it's gonna be like. They could change everything. It could be completely different. So I think we're, it's one of those you're just gonna have to wait and see. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay, so in that case, let's move on to um, something that I don't really know much about, but I know it's been an uproar. Um, Basically, the new Ghost Recon game, Breakpoint, came out, and it's not getting good reviews, like, at all. Apparently, um, just being very, like, not well-received, and um, people are saying it's, like, one of the worst Ghost Recon games. So I have an article from Kotaku um, written by Heather Alexandra, and literally, literally listen to this first paragraph, and just to get an idea of how this um, article sounds. I have never played a game as inconsistent as Ghost Recon Breakpoint. <laughs> In its finest moments, when the stars align, it delivers stealth action on par with the best in the genre. When it falls apart, as it usually does. A tangled weave of glitches and half-baked systems reveal a game's compromised by a bland AAA design, sensi- oh, AAA design sensibilities and a ceaseless desire to churn out content at a breakneck pace. So, it gets a lot worse as you go into it. Great. Those are words I love to hear. Yes. And basically, um, this game is like riddled with glitches. To the point that like it's so unenjoyable um i've never been a big fan of like these type of shooter games 
I'm more into like story based shooters, I guess, like like Resident Evil and like um even like the Tomb Raider series, like that stuff is what I like. Um like the whole black ops and like um you know ghost recon like those those things don't cut it for me i i I lose interest fairly easy and it might have to do with the fact that i'm just not good at those games um but it's just not my thing um anyway i figured i'd bring that up just because apparently this has been getting such bad reviews and people keep saying that um one of the only things that could probably help the franchise is um, if they took a couple years off to regroup and and reformat or redesign that the series. Bad? Yeah, um, that's real bad. Well, also you have to take into account Ghost Recon has been a series that's been out for a while, but it's never been. It's been popular, but it's never been like I mean, Fortnite I've never popular. Had the desire to play it. Exactly. It's never like you know when Fortnite and like those other like one versus 100 um games came out even though this isn't formatted just like that but like when when a popular game picks up um you hear it from everyone and that tends to make you want to give it a shot because obviously if if it's that popular and you're hearing so much about it, it there has to be something good about it um ghost recon has kind of like um how do i say it it's been up. around for so long that um the innovation in the games hasn't really like like each in- increment of of the game series hasn't really like changed much and I, oh i see yeah and the thing is they play similarly there's always like some gimmicky feature or like mode or something every year but um for the most part it's been like the same type of game that being said now that we have all these other shooter games in the area or like in, in this time um ghost recon kind of isn't um one that people tend to gravitate to because there's other games especially because those other games um are like you can play in short bursts where ghost recon is kind of like a chore to play after you're doing mission after mission um but yeah, I just wanted to share that. Um, I don't again. I don't know much about the games because I played like one Ghost Recon game forever ago, and I didn't find it that alluring, so I never played again. Um, but I figured I'd bring that up because it's been it's mm-hmm. been talked about. I think about. it's it's interesting, right? That in this day and age, I guess not this day, but I think recently video games have become under, I guess, criticized. If they're not, I feel like it used to be so easy to just make a cookie cutter game. And if it looked all right, people would go for it. Whereas now it's a bit like, well, what's the story? What what do you, else do you bring to the table? And I think that's really yeah. good that consumers are realizing they want to spend $60 on a cookie cutter game that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. It, it really, at, at this point in the game, um, especially with the new generation coming in game consoles, people are looking more at gameplay than flashy graphics and like, and like the same, you know, as you said, cookie cutter game. Um, Cause at least last generation, there were so many games that were very similar to each other that like you could have slapped a skin for any franchise or any theme on it and it would play almost exactly the same, you know? Um, But yeah, so basically that's what's going on with ghost recon. Um, If anything else pops up, we could talk about it in the future. Um, I'm actually, you know, what's sad. I'm almost considering, spending the money just to see how bad this game is but oh, i don't do that i know what but if like i streamed it or something it'd be worth it you know 
but <laughs> maybe I feel like there's such better things to stream, like the goose game we talked about last week. Yeah. After parties coming out, we could stream that. I think you're right, you're why right. waste your time? I think it just encourages it, like even if the sales are good for a bad game, no nothing's gonna change. I think if it's bad, you just need to leave it at that. Yeah, you're it's right. It's not like right. a movie where I mean if you can leak a stream it like a movie where you wanna see like the car crash. But a video game is just such an investment too. Yeah, that's like hours on end that like sorry, I'm like so tired. Um that you never get back, just in general. But yeah, we'll we'll leave that at that. Um if you wanna go to your next piece of news, we can go for that. Well I have some good news talking about spending money. Oh yeah. Battlefield five is free trials in origin. Oh. So three free weekend events for the game this month. Um October tenth to the thirteenth, which we just passed. And then uh seventeenth, twentieth, and twenty fourth to twenty seventh. Okay. Was going to be a much longer segment. Because I was going to download it, play it, and because I've never played a Battlefield game, I've never wanted to. Like those, it just again, it talk about cookie cutter. It's a bit yeah. like it's set in World War Two. It's a shooter, first person yeah. shooter, single multiplayer. Yeah. So I was gonna play it. Tell you what I thought. I downloaded it. You might have seen my tweets. I downloaded it, and over three days, it got to fifty percent. Oof. Like downloading nonstop. So I yeah. guess that's not a dream I'm gonna be able to obtain right now. I think yeah. I'm gonna try again next weekend and hope it works. Well, you're away at school, so it could just be like the Wi-Fi. And, I like, think it is. It's it's the Wi-Fi. There's too many people in the area using yeah, your it's Wi-Fi. Just not work. But what? it's for free. Yeah, you know. So I... If you're looking for something to do, don't buy. Go. What were we talking about? Go. Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Play this for free. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for sure, if you're into like shooting games, yeah. If try the free trials and I think and Origin have been really on point in giving out free games. Recently, they gave out Sims for free. Last winter, I got Sims for like not even fifteen dollars. I think I spent ten bucks on on Sims Four. I got it for free. So. Well, yeah, I'm talking about last last like winter though. So like. Shut up. I mean, I got it for free, so... <laughs> Whatever. Anyway... So I'll um, keep you updated on if Origin release anything else for free. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, um, And that's the best part about you being on like the PC side of the stuff, because I will never know that. Um, but like now we have both our bases covered. So, uh, I guess we're... Yeah, done with that. I oh. wish I had more, but... Okay, that was it? Yeah, yeah. that's literally all I had, because... Like, well, it's good to know. Load. You know, it's, it's good. It's good to know, and if you are able to download it, we'll get a status update in the future. Um. So next, I have. Oh my God, this is this is a fun piece of news. So, so we all know that eventually there's going to be a next generation of consoles. Everyone's been speculating for like the last at least a good two years, like when the next consoles would be coming out. And we all know there's going to be a PS5. We all knew there was going to be another Xbox, whatever the hell they they're going to call it. But um, PlayStation this week actually confirmed some information about their PS5. Um, let me just click the link because I want to get all my information and facts correctly. Or correct. Not only was I sick, I also just learned, like, I regressed and forgot how to speak. <laughs> Apparently. Um. Yeah. So anyway, so this is another article from Kotaku. 
So this article also comes from Kotaku. It um it's basically the title is the PS5 will launch in late 2020, and yes, it's called the PS5 because I'm sure we we're all wondering what the title of the new console would be called. Um, I was wondering oh, personally. Yeah, it kept me up at night. I know. I'm sure you. You literally. You, I remember you called me at 3 a.m. one time, and you were just like, "What's the name of the next PlayStation?" I did. I remember that. Yeah. I did it in my dream too. I don't. You know. I was. Just I think it was the correlation. So worried about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so this was basically the the PlayStation is going to be called the PS5. It's going to be released holiday of 2020, um, which means a, a little more than a year from now, which actually is fairly soon. And just fun Time to start saving. Oh yeah, for sure. I I already have like a little piggy bank over here, like with that I put a dollar in every couple days. Do you seriously? No, not at all. Oh, uh, I was like, I was like, Chris, they have you whipped. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not even a PlayStation fanboy. I just like some of their exclusives. Anyway, so just some tidbits that when um, we found out from this article, um, the PlayStation Five will read physical media via um, 4K Blu-ray drive, which. I mean, isn't surprised, but a lot of people were speculating that they're going to switch to um, digital only for this generation. A lot of people also said that that probably won't happen until the next generation after this one. Games for this generation, they'll need to be installed from the disc. So even if you get a physical disc, it's going to be like one of those downloads again. Like you have to sit there and wait for an update, but it's really downloading like textures and all that. So do you know yeah. if people have old games? Will they still work? Yes, or backwards compatible. Buy... Nope, yeah, they will work one hundred percent. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's a relief. Yeah, this has been um one of the things that people have been talking about the most, and um Xbox and PlayStation supposedly will both have backwards compatibility from this last generation, and benefits to. I mean, I still have some three sixty games that on like hard, like, like disc? physical copies. Yeah. Um, yeah. Disc—that's so, the word. That's definitely the yeah. Word I, was looking um, for. I mean, I don't know about like P- like three sixty games. I just know this past generation will probably be a backwards compatible. That being said, I feel like we've gotten to a point in time where consoles aren't really like like consoles are more like computers nowadays. Like as opposed to like a PlayStation compared to like a, a GameCube, where they were both like just their own little thing. Like I feel like. With the SSDs and all that, like they're literally just upgrading components and selling it. So if if this one, if this generation does backwards backwards compatibility with um older devices like the 360 or the PS3, then I'm sure they'll probably bring that over if it's capable of doing it. So anything anyway, we got some um little things overall. Um, basically, yeah. So um. Even if you get physical medium uh, media, you have to um, download an update or like you know a day one thing, to, so you're physically able to play it. They also talk about the PS5's um, controller, which um, from what it sounds like, it's going to be fairly similar to this generation's controller, except it's going to have something called adaptive triggers that can basically it basically varies depending on the game you're playing. So it's like um, a feedback where you're like you click the trigger and you might get like it might be harder to click or it might be easier to click depending on what the what the action you're trying to perform is so like if you're doing oh, a bow and arrow it might be harder to like click it down obviously not not like horrible horribly hard but like you'll get that weird feedback from it well i bet we're gonna get some complaints oh i'm sure about, I, i'm like, sure oh it's too hard to do this because i mean it's I not can't pull it down i i don't think it's gonna be that uh, like that 
prominent. I think it'll just be like a subtle thing you notice when you're playing. Um, but um, I'm pretty sure they'll be able to. You'll be able to like turn that feature off if you're not like that I mean, doesn't fit your gameplay style. Do you think it's necessary? Necessary? No. Um, interesting. I'm yes. already like, how do I turn this off? Yeah, well, like, that's already bucking the hell out of me. It's not even real yet. Well, the thing is now we're we're getting to a point where um innovation's a little harder to do um because like everything's starting to be get done. So, mm. like these little gimmicks in this way um I guess is a way to keep interest and make it look like they're innovating still even though I it's... just don't think it's it's so unnecessary. I just don't think this is the way making video games harder to play is not gonna no it's not gonna be I mean, hard gonna get new people in is it like no one's gonna play this get this because of that factor especially in people new to video games i think you need to just think of different ways to bring new people in not to make the people who are still hardcore gamers i guess keep like it more because I mean, no one's gonna be interested in this other than the people who want harder video games and that's such a small mm -hmm kind of section of people compared to your audience that well, you could be getting well i think i think you're reading into this a little too much like it it, it it's not going to be that big of a, a difference in feel it's literally going to be a slight like oh it's like a little i need a little more pressure because this is a bow not as opposed to like a trigger on a gun where you it literally will just like click 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 um but again i'm sure there's going to be options to adjust it depending on how you you want it to fit your play style like you probably will be able to turn it off or you could probably lessen the the dra the what is it not drastic differences but like you know lessen the feel of of the adaptive triggers i just still it's just still it's something that i just it's unnecessary i don't know i just i don't know why i just really don't like it i'm like it's just pointless I think it's not going to do anything for them. It's just, I feel like they could have put their effort into something else, something more interesting. Oh, all right. Well, you know, over time, well, I, I, again, I think we said this in the first episode, a lot of this is a wait and see attitude. You you could make these judgments until we actually get the physical thing in our hands. Um, yeah, I think this, that's the video game tagline, isn't it? Yeah, honestly. It's a wait and see game. For sure. But other than that, um, basically, this show, I mean, this show, this controller will um, come with USB Type-C, um, which means it'll probably charge faster because that's the most more efficient for, for battery charging. Um, and yeah, basically, it, from what I'm seeing here and what I've read prior, there isn't too many details on the system itself. What I will say, Xbox and PlayStation, I think both have a mission to implement um, ray tracing. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that term. Basic I mean, go over it for me. Cause yeah, yeah. Anyway, I think for I know any what it is. Yeah, for, for I anybody who doesn't know anyway. So ray tracing is um, basically it's a different method of conveying light um, to look more realistic in gaming. So let's say like this last generation was very focused on resolution and frame rate this generation seems like it's going to be more focused on detail and like realism so like ray tracing basically from from what i've seen what i've heard it's like unbelievable the amount of detail you can get just by factoring in this light um the light feature 
um, where reflections just look more realistic and like um, it just gives it that overall polished look um, that uh, that kind of brings you into the game more, you know, like. I don't. I, it's really hard to explain. I'm not an, an expert by I no mean, means. I, get, I get what you mean. It it makes it, it I guess more realistic in the end, right? Which, but I think that is gonna be really interesting to see, and I think they can do some great things with it. And obviously, I want to see beautiful video games that look really beautiful. Uh, again, like beautiful, cool, realistic. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think that's what makes a game. Oh yeah, and of I, course not. You know, I think if we look at the most popular games so like recently, we've got. Uh, Untitled Goose Game, which looks nothing like real life. We've got Fortnite, which looks nothing like real life. We've got Minecraft, which looks like nothing but real. Nothing. Nope. That looks nothing like real life. <laughs> so, I don't know. I think it would be an interesting touch. I just. Well, it, it depends. It depends on the on the game. Like, I think this is more geared towards triple A titles because notice that all the games you just um, like talked about were indie or like microsoft own like minecraft like those are meant to be simple games for that appeal to all people as yeah, opposed that, that's to like true. and we do have you know like uh skyrim yeah um wolfenstein yeah those are considered like triple a games like those could have high detail from the ray tracing and yeah they are good games but i just they're just I guess for someone like me who likes story a lot more yeah. I think it's it's a cool thing to have an option with. I'm just again, I'm just I guess I'm not just not that maybe it's just the whole console thing. It's just not that exciting for me, I think, these new updates. Well, I think yeah. they're just more of the same type of stuff. I mean, yeah, for sure. The 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 thing here is again, it's getting harder to make these bigger and bigger changes every, year to year because technology is advancing at such a fast pace. So um, people are now focusing on those little, little things slash big things, depending on how you look at it. But basically, other than that um, feature, I know, I mean, feature in the consoles, I know the only other place you could really experience ray tracing is from a really high tech PC, as well as the game has to have that feature enabled, which um, not many games have it. It's still it's still being implemented in future technology, and you can you have to have like a great graphics card and everything. Like, there's a lot of factors that go into this. So if if you're someone who does appreciate this feature, it'll be nice to know that your system can use this feature to its best to the best exam um, advantage it can. You know, as opposed to like having to go out and buy new new parts and new graphic card graphics cards and stuff for a pc it's just going to be built in it's going to be there if you need it yeah you do have, yeah you do have a point you have an excellent point yeah yeah but um, i think it just comes down to play styles right yeah for sure at, at the end of the yeah at the end of the day there, there's different games around the world because the people like different play styles so i'm looking forward to seeing what it looks like i've never experienced ray tracing in my life um i'm actually i actually barely play with hdr too because um my television in my room just has 4K, but not HDR enabled. It was like one of those first, like, like when 4K was first introduced, one of those types of TVs. So they didn't do both. So I think, depending on how expensive these consoles are, I might even upgrade my television just to, like, I'm spending so much money on a con console, I want to get the best graphics I can and be able to give my best opinion on how everything looks, you know? Mm -hmm. But that Yeah, that's a good... 
Yeah. Yeah, but Does that makes sense. Yeah, but I think yeah, like it's play style. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like th- that. Looking at just at that, like how I like to play is the exact opposite of how you like to play. Like you literally just like the story and and like how a game feels while you're playing it. Like, but I'm like yeah, I want to see the best graphics I, I like possibly get. I like indie games. I think. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But anyway, let's. Which is why we make a good team. Yeah, that balances balances us out. Um. Anyway, um, I'll cut that right there because really not much else was spoken to about um for PS Five um, and we really haven't. I guess this is their official confirmation of PS Five because we knew it was coming. Just it was a matter of when and how they were going to announce it. But you know, whatever. Um, and now we just got to wait for Xbox to do their little reveal because they officially announced they're working on their next console they just never really got into details so we got to see wait for xboxes or um microsoft's move on that end and i'm sure that'll be coming soon now that this has been released oh yeah we we're we're now getting into the like it's the arms race of of video games like for the generation like everyone's going to be trying to make their moves it's going to be like a chess game anyway we'll leave that for there um do you have anything you have another thing to talk about yeah perfect plenty awesome so do you remember last week when we were talking about VR games and we said that there's not really any new VR games that are pushing the limit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Asgard's Wrath got released last week and it is hailed as the grand scale adventure VR game that we've all been waiting for. Really? Yeah. What, how's that for timing? Yeah, um, that's It came out four days ago and it's already got pretty good reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't find many reviews, like not user reviews. I found a few like official reviews on like PC Gamer and stuff like that, but not. I was trying to look at user reviews and I can only find a, like a handful. Gotcha. So I don't think that many people. I think not many. Not many people play VR. Not many people have Oculus, which is what it was released on. Oh uh, yeah. But people who did really like it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an RPG game based on Norse mythology. It's kind of like um, is it God of War? Is that the one I'm thinking of? Yeah, yeah. God of War is yeah. based off of mythology. So, uh, yeah, as people saying, it's kind of like God of War. Um, you're the new god of animals, and Loki decides to take you under his wing, which oh, I already don't trust because it's Loki, and he's been in enough media for us to know what he's like. But um, I watched some gameplay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I took some notes. Uh, do you want to hear my notes? Yes. Giant. Okay, ready? Giant frogman. Boats. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, it looks a lot like Skyrim. <laughs> and, that, and that was all my that was all my notes. And I think after that I kinda actually got sucked into the story of it and I just forgot what I was doing. So I was like, Oh, this oh, is interesting. This actually looks cool. Um so yeah, like I said, it looks a lot like Skyrim mm-hmm. and it plays a lot like Skyrim. I do have Skyrim for VR, so it kinda reminds me a lot of that. It looks just like the character designs, the setting. You know what's but, crazy? Like, I, I didn't know you had it. VR. Yeah, I have VR. I didn't know that. You're going to have to let me try it. I've never tried VR. I mean, it's in the UK. So. Well, when you move back home officially. If I move back. Let's not have this discussion. Yeah, let, whatever. <laughs> so from what I gathered from the reviews, it's not the best game out there. Like, it's not going to be winning any rewards for just being a game. Okay. But it's the best VR game out there. So gotcha. I guess it, it looks like the industry is already moving forward, kind of realizing what works, what doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, it is unfortunate because it, I like, I haven't played it, so I don't know. But it just it reminds me so much of Skyrim, 
that I guess but I guess you're gonna get that a lot because I think VR doesn't really give a lot of options other than swing the sword, shoot the gun, right? Yeah. So I think I guess we're gonna see that a lot anyway. Um but it it it's a bit cookie cutter, like yeah. RPG. Well, but I haven't played it, so I could play it, and I could be super surprised. Yeah, yeah. It's actually the best game ever. I didn't see a single bad review. I saw a medium review, and the rest were pretty great. good. Awesome. So I think if you're looking for a new VR game and you have the Oculus, go for this one. It's a good yeah. buy. And um, that being said, talking about VR, um, what I failed to mention in the last story about um. PlayStation, they also acknowledge the fact that there's going to be um, a PlayStation VR 2. Um, and they're. Ha- yeah. And I they're. It just got released. VR? PlayStation VR has been out for a while. But anyway, so um, from leaks that I've seen, I've also noticed that um, this is going to be, uh, from what I've seen, um, a completely wireless design as well. Kind of like the. I believe it's. Is it Oculus Quest? I forget the, the model exactly. But one of the models. I model... have no idea. But that's a really good decision because when I, for my VR, it is all wires mm-hmm. and it holds you back so much because you always have to be like, all right, I know the wire is this long connected to this. Yeah. You're all and you can't move and it's. Yeah, yeah. It, I feel like I'm going to pull my laptop across the room. So that's an excellent yeah. decision. Yeah, I might actually pick up a PSVR 2 whenever that comes out eventually, too. Um, and hopefully by then, they might port that new game over. You know, you never know. Uh, I mean, I think if it's got such a good, like, uh, you know, it's got, if it's got good reviews now, they... Yeah, PlayStation might not. try to pick it up. It might be, like, one of those things, like, they announce the PSVR 2 and they might be like, also, this game is coming launch day, like, you know? Um, but anyway... That is um, just something I wanted to add in there because I forgot to mention PSVR 2. Um, anything else you wanted to bring up about that? Um, nope. I think it's just, I think we just have to be on the lookout for new VR games because it, it really is a new frontier yeah, for yeah. video games. And that's not something we get very often. Like you said, consoles getting stale. The Switch is just a Nintendo really, isn't it? I'm not even going to pretend like How that's How dare new. you? <laughs> so I think the VR is the best space where we're going to get new interesting ideas. I love my Switch. <laughs> so, um I have some updated news about um Marvel's Avengers, which <gasps> I'm excited. Which looks interesting. So, um basically <clears throat> So basically they've released more information about it. Um and they said this article is specifically from IGN by Matt Perslow, I believe, how you pronounce his name. Um, so, Marvel's Avengers developer Crystal Dynamics has explained the length of the upcoming superhero game is comparable to the studio's Tomb Raider titles, which I think is interesting because I love Tomb Raider, and um, you could squeeze a lot of um, gameplay out of that if you're just playing like the the straight like story. Then it could be anywhere from like. 8 to 12 hours, but if you're doing like all your side quests and stuff, it could take you upwards of 20 hours to play. Um, it really depends depends on your gameplay style and um, the fact that you might have that option in this new game makes excites me because I like to have options. Um, but um, they talk about that, and then they also talk about how um... Oh yeah, duh. Camila Khan is going to be the main protagonist in this, which she's Miss Marvel. Is she? 
Oh, that is fantastic. I've read some of her comics. Yeah. I really like her. Yeah. I haven't read too many because um, I don't think there's that many. I got them from the library. I don't want to buy comics, so there <laughs> wasn't that many available. I think I read the first volume, maybe the second volume as well. Yeah. She's a really interesting character. I think. I think she's, I mean, it's just, at first it was kind of the basic first time superhero type thing. But yeah. she's really compelling. I do I do like her. I think she's one of those characters you get excited about when you see her. You're like, oh, you know, I remember her. I recognize her. Yeah. She's sweet. I like, yeah. I'm interested to see how they handle this. Yeah. And for those who don't know, again, she is Miss Marvel. And uh, basically her moves like her her powers are kind of like a mr fantastic comparable thing like she could stretch her arms and and do things with them that way um and she also has like um this cool backstory where she like you, you would know more than i would because i've never got into it um but apparently she's just a big fan of the avengers so that, oh yeah so that's like the funny part that she she's a big fan of captain marvel which I think obviously plays into her name, but it's really fun to see play out when she meets her. Yes, uh, if if and I hope we see that. I was about to say like the, if Captain game. Marvel's even included, you don't know. She has not been announced yet. Um, but um, I think that just in general, the the interaction she might have with these inventors uh, might just be hilarious because she's a complete fangirl, and um, not to mention the whole. Apparently, the whole like plot is you're trying to reunite the Avengers together. They broke up, and she's the one trying to do it. Okay, so I'm if okay I with if that. I wasn't excited for this game before, I am super excited now. I they're getting my attention a little more. Like at first, I was worried because you know how that whole reveal went. Like they had a reveal trailer. Yeah, at, at and E3. it looked like a reiteration of the first Avengers movie. Honestly, no, no, not even it. Like the thing is, they gave us this whole big cutscene, and they didn't even give us gameplay. Like they just announced yeah. it with no gameplay, and you're like, everyone's sitting there like. Okay, but like, what kind of game is this? You just announced there's a Marvel game. Like, there's a million questions. And since then, they've only been sprinkling out a little bit of information here and there, which worried a lot of people. Um, but you know, they're, they're, the the information they're sprinkling out is tends to grab us. So I'm I'm looking forward to giving it a shot, even if I don't fully enjoy it. I do appreciate the artistic. Um, liberties they're taking with the traditional Avengers story and trying to turn it on its head, you know? Yeah. yeah. I'm excited. I think it's... I was worried it was going to be a lot like the like 2.5 mo- Avengers movie or something. You know, like, it's just, it's thrown in the middle and it's not supposed to be canon. Or So this sounds really fun and interesting where it's just completely different. It, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm. I. I. I kind of had an idea that it was going to be a different game overall, but um, like so far, we've gotten all these details that um, alone they look. It looks like it could be bad, but putting them all together kind of gets you excited for how different it is from the MCU. So I'm look. I'm overall. I'm super excited so far. Um. With all the information we have, we know the platform it's going to be released for PC, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Stadia, um, which is also another cool um, factor. I don't, I don't know how I feel about Stadia, but that could be a whole different discussion another day. Um, and the game will be released in May, fi- May 15th, 2020. 
So we still got some time to go. We still got some time for them to reveal more interesting tidbits about the game. And, you know, I'm 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 excited. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I think it's just again they're grabbing wait my attention. See. Yeah. Um yeah, anyway, I'm throwing it back okay. to you, Sophia. So I broke the rules. What is what rule? This isn't a video game news. Oh, I already looked at it and I was okay with it. I saw Okay. So go for it. I assumed you would read it and let me know if it was bad. So Wendy's made an RPG game. <laughs> and I brought it up just because we already talked about KFC. So I'm like, you know what? If we're giving KFC some free advertising, might as well throw Wendy's in there. And there was a lot of drama. Mm-hmm. So Fraser Brown wrote an article on PC Gamer about it, and I'm just going to read you a section from that because I'm lazy. And he, I think he encapsulates it very well of what's going on. So he says, I'm only familiar with Wendy's through Twitter, where it's one of the sassy brands that won't shut the hell, shut the hell up. Mm-hmm. I hate it. I was looking forward to hating this too, but instead I'm forced to acknowledge that the art is excellent, the classes are creative, and the adventure seems pretty elaborate. Also, you've got to save the world from McDonald's, known in Feast of Legends as United Clown Nations. It's definitely a threat. So you know what? Uh, me, personally, I'm not even mad. Because they <laughs> obviously put some work into this. Because we were talking about it last week, and I was saying how um, KFC didn't even put any work into it. It was just Dream Daddy with cut-and-paste bad jokes. Um, but this one, at least there was some effort. There was some out of box thinking. Yeah. Um, so the RPG itself, ninety seven pages, and it seems like it's largely based on Dungeons and Dragons, which is a bit like, come on, like they they copy from Dream Daddy, you copy from Dungeons and Dragons. But um, should this be how people introduce to tabletop games? Like, if if someone's gonna see this, are they gonna be like, oh, I should give that a try? I hope not. I think if you're gonna be introduced to RPG games, it should be through something classic like Dungeons and Dragons. But if this is gonna get a few more people playing these types of games, enjoying it, why not? Because yeah, I mean, it is. I love them, yep. and it is a lot of fun. Well, you never know, too. This could this people could be saying like you could be thinking like you're thinking about it this way, but like also, what if this this was more to appeal to people that already play the tabletop games and just wanted something different to play every once in a while? Well, that ties into the drama oh. that I'm about to share with you. Oh, Lord Jesus. Okay, do you know who Critical Role are? No, I do not. So Critical Role are a bunch of voice actors who play Dungeons & Dragons, and they're super popular. They're like one of the main, um, I think, like real play Dungeons & Dragons pod- podcast slash video okay. like series. And you just watch them play. And they're really good. And like I enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. You, if you want to get into Dungeons & Dragons, I think this is a way to do it. Because you're seeing people who are professional players in completely in their element. So they released an episode with this new game that had such a bad backlash, they had to take the episode down. Really? Yeah. Why? So I think the whole thing was that um, it's, it was just, it's a big advertisement, isn't it? Like, they paid Critical Role to play their game, which was just one big Wendy's advertisement. And you forget, people pay for their products. Like, they do release them for free, but a lot of people are supporters. A lot of people donate. Um, so if you have enough money to not only create an RPG, but also pay Critical Role to play it, why not become a better company? Because this was another 
side of the backlash, where Wendy's has had some issues with not treating their farm workers fairly, among other things. So it, I just feel like it's a bit tone deaf to release an RPG like this and be like, not only do we have enough money to pay these famous Dungeons and Dragons players to play it and advertise for us, mm. but we're not. We're gonna ignore the whole other side of what people want us to do, which is pay their workers correctly, treat them better. Especially in this climate where I feel like we're just hearing nonstop about people who can't afford benefits, can't afford to live. Well, wait, so, let me ask you a question. Well, did they yeah. blatantly state that it was an advertisement, like they were paid to play the game? They were paid, um, and they Critical Role donated everything they got from it. Oh, good. That's, after, that's like, I think fine. it was after the backlash, oh. I, but I, you'd have, I'd have to double check. But it, it sounded, I only read a couple articles, it sounded like they did. But they are a good, they're a good group, and mm-hmm. I don't, like, they're not problematic at all. I think it's just <laughs> a bit tone deaf, given the situation. Okay. Um, and I think, you know what, a few years ago, no one would have batted an eye. But I think just this current political climate, where corporations are taking over everything. Yeah. I just, I don't want companies making games. I don't. I want them to do better. I want them to be better companies. Okay, and fair. Not spend this much money creating things like this, where they have no one's going to take this seriously. It's not going to be groundbreaking. It's not art. It's an advertisement. <laughs> like you're playing as Wendy's fighting McDonald's. It's an advertisement. It might be a ninety-seven page long creative advertisement. It's still an advertisement. How many pages? Ninety-seven pages. Oh my god, that's a full-fledged tabletop game. Yeah, it is a full fledged. That's crazy. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, I want. I I kind of would love to give it a try though. Um, That's the thing. I'm like, I want to see it. I want. I want to play it. Yeah. But also, I'm like, this goes against every moral fiber of my being. It'd be like that. <laughs> if you want to get into something like that, I am more than happy to help you. But let me show you Dungeon Dragon. Let me show you something artistic and beautiful. I. Uh, Monster of the Week would be fun to get into. Okay. You know, there's just so many options. Wendy's does not have to be your option. It's Wendy's. I feel you, I feel you. Okay, so, um, anyway, let, let's just move on from that, because I do have, I don't know about you, I have, I believe, th- two more pieces of news than the, something I just wanted to touch upon. I'm not too into. I only have one. So okay, so. I think we're making good time. Okay, okay, good. So, um. The next thing that I wanted to share was um, tomorrow, Witcher 3 is coming out on the Nintendo Switch. So here's the thing. Witcher 3 is a well-renowned video game that people love so much. Gameplay, graphics, everything. And um, CD Projekt Red finally did this port over. But it's like graphically really horrible oh no um but here's the thing you get the full story all all the, all the content everything's there um the only problem is witcher 3 was made to be on xbox and playstation and 4k and hdr and all this beautiful you know artistic gorgeousness and um i believe let me see Oh, I'm looking at pictures of it now. Yeah, so... From I w- do see what you mean. It looks like something on Game Boy. It, like-, <laughs> like, I have this article from Kotaku again um, by Mark Fahey, I believe his name is. Um, docked 
this game runs at 720p docked. That that most yeah, most Switch sad. games run at 1080p or like slightly below like 9 900p. Um, so why have they decided to? Is it just logistically like what? Okay, so basically the whole thought behind this is again wonderful game sold very well, um, but there's a lot of people who own <laughs> Nintendo systems that don't own um, like PlayStation or Xbox, so they're just trying to appeal to the audience and give them the option. Um, so. Basically, um, from the reviews, there's a couple little complaints, but again, at the end of the day, it's a full-fledged Witcher game, which, again, great story, great great everything, uh, other than graphic-wise. Um, so the UI, I think, doesn't translate very well on um, the small screen of the Switch when you're playing in handheld mode. So um, it's the stuff is very... Um, minuscule and small when you're trying to read it and it's it's kind of hurts your eyes when you're trying to look at it which isn't the first time like um fire emblem three houses has the same problem whenever you're playing um but this is more so when it's such a low quality um resolution and the the ui is just so small um but Again, I keep saying but because there's a lot. It, this is a very back and forth thing. There, there's a lot of advantages and disadvantages to it. If you think about it this way, you have um, an award-winning like RPG. I guess RPG. Yeah, you could consider it RPG, yeah, right? RPG, yeah, definitely RPG um, game on your Switch that you could play anywhere, like. This this isn't this. Is, you know what? Also, it's running smoothly, right? It from what I see, there's little hiccups, but it for the most part, um, the only real complaint is the resolution. So, I would rather have a game that runs smoothly and looks like mediocre than a game that is high resolution but crashes every five seconds because it can't. It's working hard. Withstand it, yeah. 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 Um, well, here, I'll even just read the last, um, the, the last paragraph of this article, just so you have an idea of how this, like, how this guy reviewed yeah, go it. Ahead. If you played The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt on PC, PlayStation 4, or Xbox One, you'll have to way too, wait, what happened? Oh, sorry, misread. You'll have a way too graphic down, graphical downgrade against the convenience of having, um, the game on hand at all times. If you've never played Witcher 3 before, then you're in for a real treat, no matter the resolution. So. Yeah, I think that sums it up pretty well. Yeah, I think that it's very fair. Um, You're literally getting this game in your hands, and if you don't have any of these other systems, then th- this is going to be your first experience. Um, I Here's the thing. Witcher 3, I haven't played fully. I've played parts of. I do what yeah, I do said. It's, it's on never... my backlog gone from like beginning to end yeah yeah I, it's on my backlog i definitely want to play it um and here's like now i'm in this this weird space where i do i want to get it on switch so it's more accessible or do i want to witness the full beauty on, on you my know what television this comes down to play style like we said and i think with your play style you would prefer it in full resolution because that's what you pay for that's what you look forward to 
And it's one of those games where it's praised for how it looks. So I think that is part of the game at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, but for someone like me, who cares a lot about story and not too much about how it looks, I think I would per- personally not mind the Switch at all because then I could play quickly yeah. in small amounts wherever I was. So it does come down to what you like. And I think you personally like how it looks. So I would, yeah, I do. for you, just buy it on, on Xbox. Yeah, I think I, I might have to go that way just because, uh, honestly, and oh, I forgot to tell you the kicker of this all. Please. So, this game for the Switch is running at, I mean, is running at 720p, but at but 540p when you're playing handheld. They're still charging you $60 for this game. Yes, that was what I was going to ask, and then I got distracted. That is the issue, right? If you're play- giving us the game that is not the full experience, it's just not as good as it can be. Yeah, it's not the full experience. Don't charge the full amount because if I think if they knocked it down to forty bucks, no one would really complain as much. Yeah, or even thirty. Like I would pay thirty for a like a bad copy of it, and if I could play it anywhere, sixty, no way. And here's the thing. So I just out of curiosity, I did go through the ps4 store just to see what they have going on um game wise if i was interested in buying anything and i did see the witcher 3 fully full full thing great graphics and all running for i think 30 or 40 dollars i forgot to write it down yeah I but think, almost you know what half, let me look at steam right now and see how much it is. it's running yeah pull it up pull it up and, and just because here, here's where the debate lies is, is the convenience of having it in your hands and in your pocket or backpack whatever you want to say does that outweigh both the resolution and the fact that you're paying more? Yeah, that. No. I know, I know, I know. The pay, play I think style it comes down to payment. Yeah, because uh, and not to not to throw um, CD Projekt Red under the bus or anything. They, I'm sure, a lot of resources and a lot of money went into making this port. Okay, and, it is twenty five pounds. Let me see what that is in American. Isn't that like? I think it's going to be around thirty. 30 bucks. Yeah, so it's That's almost my guess. half. I can look at it. It's forty bucks. It's okay. So so yeah. So it's twenty dollars less than the the Switch version. So again, I'm sure a lot of resources went into this port. I'm sure it was very hard to get this running on a system like the Switch, but when you're cutting these corners graphically you can't even achieve a 1080p display is it worth the $60 still no cuz no. the story story no is way. great again from what i've seen great story i'm fully excited to to play this when i have the time but it again i i'd rather get the full experience cheaper on the ps4 store than paying the full price and well also this isn't a new game yes they are re-releasing this it and 60 bucks is a lot for a new i know Nintendo people switch joke game around and say it's like the switch chat the switch tax like the the amount like yeah. the extra 100 percent. like the games i look at for switch i would buy i want to buy like for my i want to buy them yeah and they're just so much money i can't i'm like why am i repaying for a game i already have like skyrim yeah is 60 bucks still 
Yeah, it's, that's it's ridiculous. It's not a new game. There's no reason for it to be sixty bucks. You know, and and they they will get those people who will like I guess double dip double dip per se and buy both copies just so they because they have the convenience, but um I think the only thing that this would actually only people this would actually appeal to is people that just have the Switch as their main and only console. You know, and they want to experience that story. They want to experience what what this game has to offer, and this is how they can play it. You know, so anyway, um, again, comes out tomorrow. Um, I do plan on playing it eventually. I, I kind of, I kind of want to play it on my Switch though, just to give an honest review of how it runs. <laughs> but we'll, that is true. You have that idea. But we'll do it for the review. I know, but we'll we'll see. We'll see. Um. Uh. But yeah, I'm gonna pass it back over to you. I have two more things after this. Both of them are fairly short too, though. Okay. Um. So this isn't news. Mm-hmm. This is just something I think I'd like to share. Yeah. Yeah. Um. This is called. It's called the short play column. Um. I've been using it for a while now. And it's just. It's a really good idea for. It's a the short play column is a news column on the verge, and every other week they write about a game you can play in a weekend. And I just think this is really good, especially for people with my play style who, I I don't have a big attention span for games like uh-huh. The Witcher Three, or Fallout, or just what like really long games that you have to spend like twenty hours to beat. Yeah, I like games that I can do in one sitting where I get a good story. So, uh, this is how I found out about Night in the Woods, which is a really good game. Um, I've also downloaded Butterfly Soup, which is free, and that's going to be my next uh, game to play after I finish the game I'm playing now. Mm-hmm. And Bird Gut, which is also free. Oh, really? So, I think but- Butterfly Soup is a, is a pay-as-you-wish, as you want to. So, I got it for free, and I felt bad, but I did get some other people to download it and pay. So, I feel like that evens out. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's a visual novel about baseball and girls and lesbians, which is how that that's a description. That's not like me simplifying it. Oh um, and Bird Gut is about dystopian society inside a bird's stomach, and that's free on Steam. Oh my so god! So I'm excited to try these out. They're only a few hours. Um, some of them that they advertise are like fifteen pounds for like three hours of gameplay, which I'm like, that's not. Ooh. I'm not paying fifteen, especially if that's like. Untitled Goose, Goose game. game, or even but even longer games are fifty. So I don't understand why they make them so expensive. Like yeah, you're only gonna get a few hours. But then you find gems like these, which are free and they have got really high reviews. So I think it if you're looking for something to do, or something you want to play after work real quick, you should definitely check it out. A lot of them are for Mac as well. Okay, yeah, I might give so, them yeah. a shot. Why not? I like I I like little like games that I could play in like little, you know. When I have time. Yeah, I, I, I love it, especially Short after bursts. uni when I'm just like, oh, I just need a break. Let me just play this game real quick. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, But yeah, definitely. That That's... Uh, I was going to say, we should we should definitely start, like, at least a, a likes page or something. So when we talk about, um like, stuff like this, we can, like, leave links or something on, yeah, on the page. Yeah, that's a good idea. Well, but we'll talk about that another time. Um, Anyway, so... Um, these two are, like, kind of small. I just wanted to touch upon them because I heard them recently. Um, the first one, um, involves Fortnite. I'm not really into Fortnite, but I figured I'd report on this because, um, this is recent news. Um, basically, 
Fortnite Chapter 2 trailers have leaked, and um, from what people are putting together, there's it's a new map, there's boats, there's fishing, there's a whole bunch of like added um, activities there. Um, this is from IGN by Joseph Knoop, I believe. Um, and basically, this, this was leaked... Um, the trailer was originally posted by a Twitter account, Skin Tracker Corn. Don't know why that's the tag, but whatever. Before being removed, neither IGN nor PC Gamer was able to confirm where the vi- video originally came from. But IGN has reached out to the account for comment, and I guess they're waiting for it. Um, the trailer itself, there's a lot of um, a lot to go through. Most notably, it appears that we are in fact getting a new map, as none of the areas displayed in the trailer are recognizable from the season of the original map. Um, and, you know, like, just little things. Uh, again, fishing, you could use boats, nothing too appealing for me there, but... Um, Can I... I ask you a question about Fortnite, please? I mean, yeah. What is going on in Twitter? Oh, I have no clue, I don't use Twitter. Okay, can I send you? I'm sorry, this is a but you just reminded me of it, and I've got no idea. And this is happening. I guess this is big news for Fortnite users, apparently. Um, where like the screen is just a black hole. Oh yeah, that's just a tease for their next like their next thing. Like, like. But nothing. like, is the game shut down? No, 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 no. I I think they're just like teasing the next the next phase and people are excited because they're they're trying to figure out what this black hole could mean um because like every season there's like a little cutscene explaining how the map got how like what happened to the map and how how things like affected the map and now they're seeing this black hole thing and people are trying to infer what's going to happen next i thought see i don't use fortnite I think I've played it once. I got third place, by the way. So proud no of brag. you. No uh-huh. brag. So proud. So Priya tried to show it to me, my little sister. Um, I just, I never got into it, but yeah. I thought they shut down the whole game as just a black hole. Like, that was my... I mean, again, I don't know all the details <laughs> there. Like, they could have, like, just shut down the service for a day just to tease it. Like, I, I just know people are seeing this black hole and trying to infer what's happening next. Um, Anyway. Again, anyway, take your shots. Yeah, sorry. Um, no, no, no. Please, I just needed that explained to me. No, you're fine. Um, so my last little thing I wanted to touch upon before we start talking about what games we've been playing um, it has to do with Pokemon Sword and Shield. Um, I'm a huge Pokemon fan, so... Um, I am not. These things are a little inf- interesting to me. Um, so Game Freak, Nintendo have announced what they have been... Um, basically what they've been doing is, uh, they've been a little more conservative about what they're, like, the features and the new things they're adding to this game, so they haven't been announcing things as rapidly paced as, um, like, past Pokemon games. Um, so we're getting, like, little loose ends and, like, little things that keep our attention because we're hoping we get more. Right now, this is just something I found interesting. Um, so this article is on Nintendo Everything, and um, this says, Thanks to download cards in Japan, Pokemon Sword and Shield's file size has been revealed. The game clocks in at about 10.3 gigabytes of space. Um, and I found that interesting because 
most Pokemon games for like the DS and stuff. The biggest one was like four gigs. So um, obviously this is on the Switch. They use more assets, more graph, um, more. You know, there's 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 more to goes that goes into this than a Nintendo. Wow, look at that Witcher three, a game that's actually oh using the God. Nintendo Switch. Yeah, but you have to take into account this game probably is more linear than an open world game like Witcher. Um, but don't come in here with your facts. Okay, okay, whatever. We're dragging Witcher three right now. Okay, okay, I, I agree with you. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so this is actually just interesting because, um, like. If you put this against Breath of the Wild, one of the biggest games on Nintendo Switch, Breath of the Wild is at 13 gigs and change. So um, there's like a lot of complaints in the community about how Game Freak isn't putting as much effort into Pokemon anymore, um, mostly because they're not including the national Pokedex with like all 900 Pokemon in it this this iteration of the game, and people get got upset about that. There's some textures during um, trailers that looked weird, like there was a tree that people freaked out about because it looked worse than like a tree in the Nintendo 64 game. So, like, people are tr- purposely trying to nitpick this game before it's even out because they're not getting the results they want. Um, but I think we see that with every popular game. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think that's to be expected. And, uh, I mean, in the end, it's Pokemon, right? People are going to play it. Yeah, well, that's the thing. That's why people are upset because they're, they're, they're thinking, like, Game Freaks get, like, lightening up because they know people are just going to buy it no matter what. But I mean, they're right. Yeah, but still. Um... <laughs> But anyway, so since this is 10.3 gigabytes, I I can only imagine Game Freak didn't really cut as many corners as people think they 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 did. Um that's a lot of space, that's a lot of assets needed in the game. Um they have different character models not just for the Pokémon, but there's a feature called Dynamaxing where your Pokémon grows in size like humongous and their whole move sets um get like changed a little bit and more powerful so you see those animations are different you see um the not only does the pokemon um need their original um oh my god i am so fogged up from being sick they get their original um character model then they get this um dynamax character model and then there's a thing called gigamaxing which some pokemon could do and they're complete like model changes completely so like there's this one pokemon who's like a dessert pokemon when they gigamax they i'm sorry what was that a dessert pokemon it's called al creamy um oh like i, I thought you were trying to say desert no dessert i was gonna make fun of you wow so um, what does that look like when it gigamaxes it's like a 10 tiered giant cake and it looks nothing like like the, the original um Chris, character model i i might get into pokemon now <laughs> you'll we'll see you'll get give it a Throw try the cake. i'll let you borrow one of the games whenever you're home and you can play on priya's switch because i'm getting both because i always have to get both um but yeah but yeah so um i just thought i'd share that 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 was interesting um i look forward to giving this a shot when it comes out it's literally i think tomorrow it's going to be exactly a month before the games come out um, which there's so many questions that we have not gotten answers to. Like, we don't know the evolutions of the starters yet. We don't know, um, a lot about the, like, the evil team in it, like, the Team Rocket of this game. Um, so I look forward to hearing, like, all these, all this news trickling out before the game gets released in a month. Um, but yeah, I just figured I'd share that. 
Um, I've never liked Pokemon. How dare you? And I did give it a try. But, as a non-Pokemon user, or I, I'm actually kind of intrigued to see what they're going to come up with. Because, I don't know, I think on the Switch gives them such... It gives them a lot of options. Yeah. And I think this might be their chance to get new younger a new younger audience. Mm-hmm. No, so I, I I'm don't actually agree. I'm actually interested, yeah. Yeah. I might give it a try. I think it's appealing to both old and new audiences. So uh, you know, it over time we'll find out all these little details that we're still waiting for and then we'll get a much clearer picture as to who this game is for and like, like, even, like, quality of life stuff, like, Pokemon games, you have to save manually up until this game. Like, now you have the option to auto-save, or you could save manually, depending on how your play style is, because some people... Oh, thank God, I would never remember to save. Yeah, and but, like, some people didn't like the auto-save, because um, to get certain Pokemon or to get certain abilities in your Pokemon, you have to, like, reset your game over and over again. So, like, say if you knock out a Pokemon and it auto-saved after you knocked it out, then the Pokemon's, like, knocked out and you couldn't catch it. You know, those are for that's for hardcore players. For players like me, who forget to save all the time, and have lost many, many an hour of gameplay oh, to forgetting to save. This sounds amazing. This yeah. sounds like a very good option. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's nice to have the option, no matter wh- wh- who's playing, or or even if like a standard player, like if they know they're not gonna grind through the game. Or they're not going to try to get something specific and they're just playing, like, the story. They might turn on auto-saving because, like, they're not going to try to capture a Pokemon again. Like, if I'm in the very beginning of the game, I might have auto-saving on because I know I'm not going to run into any legendaries that I'm going to have to try to reset to get, you know? Um, but, yeah, so that that's basically all the news I have. Did you have anything else you wanted to talk about? Uh, no, I think we can move on. What have you been playing, Chris? So, I've been playing... I'm still playing Link's Awakening. Um, To be quite honest, this game has been super loved. Like, everyone always has something great to say about it. And I'm finding it a little... Like, it dragging a bit. Um, I lost, like, interest in, like, the third dungeon. But I keep hearing that after the third dungeon, it gets really good. So I've been trying to power through and get, get to that. What I did notice is, since this is a game made back in the 90s, um, I didn't realize how hand-holdy like, these newer games are compared to old games, because I found myself looking up walkthroughs and wikis and stuff like that for this game very often. Like, every couple hours, I had to look for, like, what am I supposed to do next? I don't understand this. What's going on? Where's this key that I need? I don't get it. And, like... I'm so used to, like, again, like, Pokemon, they, like, it's linear, so they push you where you need to go, whereas this is, like, an open map, and then you, like, you have, like, an owl that, like, comes to you every few hours and tells you, ooh, you should go south towards the desert, but, like, once you go south to the desert, you don't know what you're supposed to be doing there, you know? So, um, I'm finally past the third dungeon, um, I got the key for the fourth dungeon, and I gotta figure out how to actually get into it, because... There's, like, a gap of water, and I unlock the key, and I can't get across the gap of water, so I gotta figure out what I'm doing there. Um, but I'm hoping that it does get better as I play. Again, I've heard so many good things about this game, and I haven't gotten a chance to play it through. So I'm really hoping I get proof, 
proven wrong and it, it does get better as I'm playing. Um, other than that, I've also played, um, oh, I forgot last week I talked about, um, Resident Evil Project Resistance. I did play a few rounds, not even more than like three or four of, um, the beta while it was up. Um, I gotta say, um, my initial thoughts on it were, I liked it. Um, the servers held up pretty well. That could change depending on when, when it's massively open and everybody's trying to get on, but, um, not too many hiccups. Um, the, the whole concept of working together with the people in your group worked nicely because I had the mic. Um, but yeah, pretty good game overall, graphically beautiful. And it was holding up, so I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what they do next with 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 this game and how long if they even like continue to go about what they're doing. Like, how long am I going to be waiting for a uh, a national release or an official release? You know. Um, but yeah, that that's it. Like, I I, I think I think I I think I'm uh, I'm really excited from what you've said. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to play this game. So I think so. How, you said you it was good overall. Oh yes, very good. I would. Was there any like what specifically did you really like about it? Like you know, pros and cons. Like one thing you liked, one thing you didn't. Um, Give me some more. So I would say the best thing about it was probably like I said this last week. Each character has their own strengths and weaknesses and special abilities. Um, so like one person can get a melee weapon, but another person has a gun. But one person heals everybody in the area. Um, that's very different compared to like Friday the Thirteenth and like. Um, from what I've seen, the Predator game that's being developed. So I definitely enjoy that. Um, the one thing, I guess a con, would probably just be my lack of education about the series, because I'm currently still playing through all the games. Um, so like they reference like um, the Umbrella Corporation. I know a little bit about them, but I want to get like a full background about that. But um, again, the good part about this game is that you don't need to play the old games to fully get how to play this game, you know? Um, okay, that's I, what I was worried about yeah, when you said I'm, that. But... I'm just a dude that likes to know all the lore behind a series when I'm playing, like, other installments. Um, but, again, if you don't, if you've never played, when you play this game, you probably won't even care. And, I, and you know, what? people are going to like it. I, I think they're going to like it. it. It ran really well. And um, hopefully there's another open beta or, or some other way I could play it in the near future. Nice. Yeah, what are you playing, Sophia? So, I've been playing Among the Sleep. Have you heard of it? I've heard of it. I don't know much about it. So, Among the Sleep is a first-person horror adventure in which you play uh, as a two-year-old child. After waking up in the middle of the night to a mysterious sound, you start exploring the dark, looking for comfort. So, I feel like it's pretty much... I think it started off very much Slenderman-type maybe uh, but as a child mm-hmm. um and then it really changed into this you're going through your own head in this imaginary what like you're going through your own memories uh-huh. and you have to collect pieces of the memories so it really changed into this weird i guess rpg type i don't, I don't know about this game i really don't which is weird because i played halfway through it and oh. i still feel like i've got no idea how i feel about it really um yeah, it's just one of those. It started off as interesting. Um, I think the issue is they have really good setup and they don't really follow through. There's not like a big payoff. I mean, again, I'm only halfway through. 
I don't even know if I'm going to finish it because I, I keep being like, oh, I need to go back, I need to finish it, and I'm just not. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the issue is, it one, one of the issues is that it looks very creepy. Okay. But the people that are not so, are supposed to be friendly also look very creepy, which is the mom and your teddy bear. And I thought the teddy bear was going to attack me. Like, I didn't want to go near it because I was like, oh, this is definitely a trick. It's going to start attacking me as soon as I go near it. <laughs> but no, it's your friend the whole time. Oh. Unless it lays like a twist at the end. But, you think yeah, You think so you would I look think... up that ending on like YouTube or something just to get the satisfaction of knowing what happened? You know what? That's the issue. I'm not even that intrigued oh. in the story. Because I, I don't get it. It has so many questions where you're just... I don't know if it's supposed to be the story comes later mm-hmm. as you walk through the memories, but so far, again, I'm like, I think I'm halfway through and I don't know anything about my character. Uh-huh. I don't know anything about the family. It's just going through these kind of, um, I think they really wanted to capitalize that you're a two-year-old child, but that loses its novelty very quickly. Oh. Um, you start off walking through the house, but obviously you're a child, so you're slow. You have to climb up on things like... um desk drawers and chairs which again it's interesting but it loses its interest very quickly and then after that you're going through memories of like an empty playground that looks really creepy uh which is yeah it, it's a playground yeah and nothing interesting nothing attacks you nothing's interesting something is following you similar to slender man uh-huh. where it's like you can't really see it but it's there and it's doing stuff. Do you know who the developer but... is for this game? Let me look. Yeah, just out of curiosity. Um, I'm assuming it's on. an indie developer, but... I think it's... Oh, gosh. Krillbite Krill Studio? Okay. I've never heard of them, but... They've done... I don't even know. They've done Made in Norway, and they've made the plan. Okay. That's interesting. Which, they all have pretty... Positive. What is made in Norway? Oh, wait. Oh no, this isn't them. I thought oh. Dreamfall Chapters was them, but it's not. Um. Oh no, that's just a bundle. That's not oh, okay. a game. So the only other game they've made is The Plan. Oh, okay. So they're they're which they're just an in, a small indie of. studio. Um, but that's sad. That's like you, you when you play a game, you want to be able to like have that alluring want to play it, not like want to yeah. make it. F- like a chore you know like like as i just said with link's awakening it's not bad yeah yeah i wouldn't say it's bad and i kind of want to go back just because it did look cool yeah um i think i think another issue is i went into it thinking it was something else i thought it was going to be more of in the house being hunted down but that changed immediately Uh... it's a bit like this is just another fantasy game like a walking sim yeah it's very much like a walking sim where you have to pick up a couple things oh uh, okay well you know if you if you continue to play it like obviously let us know how it goes like i i'm i mean you, i guess we'll see next week yeah <laughs> you, you, you piqued my interest just because i'm questioning a lot but um yeah let us keep us up to date do you have another another game that you've been playing um, I mean, uh, my other game was going to be Battlefield Five. Oh, you tried it? it got to Sunday night. Oh, and yeah. And it was 50%. I forgot and... about that. I forgot about that, Doi. <laughs> and I had to give up. Yeah. Because I, I timed out. <laughs> so. That sucks. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that's perfectly fine. Like, we, we, you can give it a try in the future. And if you play any other games, we can talk about that next week. Um, Anything Sounds else good. you wanted to say? 
think we're wrapping up. I think I think we're done for the night. Another successful podcast episode. Yeah. Um. I just wanted to put out there. Um. We are now on Apple Podcasts. Um. We, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, thank you so much. We would greatly appreciate it if you leave us a review. Um. Whether it be a five star rating because you love us, or give us like a three star rating and give us some um like you know criticism to help us improve the show you know um but for sure thank you guys so much for listening we appreciate every well last two episodes um we're uh, once again we're gonna try to up upload um every weekend me and sophia were just sick this weekend and wanted to re- recover and recoup before um you know tackling tackling this episode but yeah thank you guys again so much for listening to us we really appreciate it and we hope you have a great day bye bye